and welcome to the Horror Review, where we rate, analyze, and review our favorite horror movies, TV series, and subgenres. At the end of each episode, we'll also give a rating via our Scare-O-Meter. I'm Tasha. And I'm Julia. And today we will be finishing off our Vampire Month with a classic. Yes. Yes. We've done an iteration of this before, and we're going to be doing another one. We're going to be doing the 1958 British gothic horror film, Horror of Dracula. Right? That's how, yeah. Yes. Horror of Dracula. Yeah. Or as Wikipedia called it, just Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, it's horror. Horror of Dracula, of Dracula yeah. to differentiate it from Dracula. the 1930 yeah. version of Dracula because this is a hammer film. It is a hammer film. Um, and it was directed by Terrence Fisher and written by Jimmy Sangster. And it's based on the Bram Stoker novel, obviously. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so I'll do a little uh, plot synopsis if you haven't seen this one. Yeah, take us away. Yeah. Okay, so it is set in 1885, and Jonathan Harker arrives at Count Dracula's castle near Klausenberg to take up his post as a librarian. And inside, he's startled by this young woman who claims to be a prisoner and begs for his help. Dracula just very suddenly arrives and is at the top of the stairs and greets Harker and guides him to his room. Um, and alone, Jonathan then writes in his diary revealing his true intentions, that he's a vampire hunter, hunter and has come to flush out Dracula. And this is after he gets, like, locked into his room, which he seemed he weirdly was okay, okay with. with. He, like, checked the door and he was like, huh, and then just, like, sat down and wrote <laughs> in his journal. And I was like, okay, that's weird vibe. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. <laughs> So sometime later, an indeterminate amount of time later, Harker again is confronted by this woman. This is after his room mysteriously becomes unlocked and he wanders through the castle a little bit. Um, she then reveals herself to be a vampire and bites his neck. Dracula arrives and pulls her away as Harker passes out. After awakening in his room in daylight, Harker discovers the bite marks on his neck, which were pretty... <laughs> obviously mm -hmm. they look like nose and scar wax that wasn't blended in very well but anyways we can talk about that later <laughs> also they were not they were too close together yeah and they weren't puncture <laughs> wounds they were like well they were but they like were they stood out too they much stood, yeah too yeah. bulbous yep <laughs> um so he realizes he's lost nearly an entire chunk of like daylight hours and he's got to hurry so harker writes a final entry in his journal um and hides his book outside of the castle not in his room he descends into a crypt, which is just like a door to the left of the main entrance. It is not well hidden or anything. I mean, is it supposed to be? It's I don't Dracula's know, but it also like castle. there was like freaking windows in there. It's true. Like, it's true. <laughs> there's uh, yeah, uh, it was 1958. Mm -hmm. So he descends into the crypt to find Dracula and the vampire woman resting in their coffins. And Harker first stakes the woman, who, big mistake, you should have stayed Dracula first, who withers to old age and then dies. Oh, I do love how oh. there was just a hammer. Yes. Convenient, a hammer and a stake conveniently by the coffin, just left there. Yep. <laughs> just, just, yeah, he didn't, he didn't bring them in. No, yeah, he just had his little journal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, so he stakes her. She goes old he then turns to dracula's coffin and finds it empty so dracula is now awakened and very angry and closes the door to the crypt trapping harker in there dun, dun, dun. so now days have passed and dr van helsing arrives in klausenberg looking for harker an innkeeper's daughter gives him harker's journal 
which we don't really know. She's found it, apparently. Uh, yeah. Meh. He then travels to Dracula's castle and finds it deserted, but comes across the portrait that Harker had of his fiancée, Lucy Holmwood, with the photos now gone. He finds Harker in Dracula's coffin in the crypt, transformed into a vampire. So Van Helsing stakes him before leaving for the town of Karlstad and uh, delivering the news of Harker's death to Arthur Holmwood and his wife, Mina, um, brother and sister-in-law of Lucy, who is ill right now. Uh, So now when night falls, Lucy opens the door to her terrace and lays bare her neck. (laughs) She's just all ready and it bears the mark of a vampire bite and Dracula then arrives and bites her again. (laughs) With the great cape. Yeah, such a good cape uh, moment. Yeah, Yeah, it's a classic moment. So Mina now seeks out Van Helsing's aid in treating Lucy, who begs the maid Gerda to remove his prescribed garlic bouquets and is found dead the next day. Um, So Van Helsing turns over Harker's journal to Arthur. Um, Three days after her burial, an undead Lucy lures Gerda's daughter, Tanya, to a graveyard where Arthur has found Lucy's tomb empty. Uh, this is There's like a lot going on in this. Yes. <laughs> ben Helsing appears um, and wards off Lucy with a cross. He explains to Arthur that Lucy was targeted to replace the woman Harker had killed. And Van Helsing suggests using her to lead them to Dracula. But Arthur refuses. And Van Helsing stakes her in her coffin. Arthur takes one final look at Lucy's body and sees her at peace. So Lucy's no longer a vampire. She's gone. She's dead. (laughs) She's at peace. So now Van Helsing and Arthur travel to the border, crossing at Ingolstadt to track down Dracula's coffin. Meanwhile, Mina receives a message supposedly from Arthur telling her to go to Karlstad, where Dracula awaits. The next day, Arthur and Van Helsing visit the Undertaker, but find Dracula's coffin is missing. Later, Arthur tries to give Mina a cross to wear, which burns her, revealing that she is turning into a vampire herself. Mm-hmm. So during the night, Dracula appears inside the house and bites her, and Arthur agrees to give her a blood transfusion administered by Van Helsing. When Arthur asks Gerda to fetch some wine, she tells him Mina forbade her to go down to the cellar. Upon hearing this, Van Helsing bolts downstairs and finds Dracula's coffin, which is empty. Uh, Dracula has escaped with Mina, intent on making her his new vampire bride. Also the smallest coffin. The smallest coffin. Like, no one could fit in there. Especially not Christopher Lee. No. <laughs> like- no. Uh, and so now a dramatic chase ensues as Dracula rushes to return to his castle before sunrise. He attempts to bury Mina alive outside the crypt, but is interrupted by Van Helsing and Arthur. He just yeets her into the... I know, the- he really does. It's <laughs> 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 the funniest thing. Um, so now they're pursuing Dracula inside the castle. Van Helsing struggles with the vampire before eventually tearing down the curtains to let in the sunlight. And Van Helsing forms a cross with two candlesticks. I didn't know it was that easy to just form a cross. You can Me just hold either. any two things up and make a cross shape. Well, and I was laughing at From yeah. Dust Till Dawn because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you made a yeah, yeah. shotgun so cross. I'm like, okay, okay. see so where you got there's, this from. There's some lore here. Yep, yep. Um, so yes, Van Helsing makes a cross <laughs> with two candlesticks uh, and then drives Dracula into the sun's rays and he crumbles into dust as Van Helsing looks on. Mina recovers, and the cross-shaped scar fades from her hand while Dracula's ashes is 
Ashes. Ashes. Wow. <laughs> While Dracula's ashes blow away in the morning breeze, leaving only his clothes and a ring behind. And then the credits roll. So much happened, (laughs) and it was kind of hard. Like even though I know it was a lot of Dracula. No, this was a they. I mean, they changed a few things with Lucy and Mina and and um, Jonathan Harker Harker (laughs) becoming a vampire, um, and being a and being a vampire hunter. hunter. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but like the characters were all like the same same names. It was the essence of the story was still there. It was, uh, it was hard to keep track of what was going on. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it started out like it's. It started off, you know, kind of just a nice pace. Yeah. I was I was on top of it, and then I was like, "Oh my god, how are all these people related? Why is Lucy now dead? Oh god, okay." <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, a lot. But I just want to talk about. I I understand why mm-hmm. people love like some people. This is their favorite Dracula. It's it's an icon. I think when people, at least when I think of Dracula, I hadn't even seen this one in its entirety. But like, no. that's the Dracula you think of. Well, a lot of the time, Christopher yeah, Lee the... is one of the most foreboding, mm-hmm. also tallest yes. Draculas ever on screen. He's yeah. an incredibly tall man, mm-hmm. and I've never seen a Kate Billow quite as well <laughs> when, he, <laughs> when he went down the stairs. Yeah. You're just like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> like Kind and of like, amazing. If you're not a vampire, why are you wearing capes inside your home anyways? <laughs> like, that should just be dead giveaway number yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, if that tall, menacing vampire came at you, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd be fucking terrified. Also, if they were sleeping in a crypt, you would obviously stake Dracula first and not his <laughs> vampire bride. Duh. Yeah, that was a little weird. I know. Like, big mistake on Jonathan Harker's uh, part. I just I, I loved Christopher Lee's yeah. rendition of Oh so um, good. And he has lots to say on it too, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um well yeah, he he like he's such a you know, kind of Shakespearean mm-hmm. actor. He just wanted to convey the loneliness of evil in his oh. Dracula character. <laughs> yes. Apparently, so when he got this role originally, he had never seen any Dracula. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but so he read the book really, really quickly. Yeah. And then he basically kind of felt that Bram Stoker's version was very mysterious mm-hmm. and almost erotic, mm-hmm. heroic in a way, but also evil. Yeah. So he like he's like he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to live, mm-hmm. but he has no other choice. He has to live. Like yeah. that's kind of the whole idea. So I guess he he was not happy with the scripts in this. Uh, okay. Uh, in any of these movies, apparently, I think the first one he has the most lines in, really? which it's only like sixteen lines That's that nothing. he has in the entire movie, and he's only on screen for seven minutes. That's nuts. I know. So he was a little disappointed that he never got to play out the character mm. that Bram Stoker wrote. Yeah. But considering the material he was given, he, he did, did a pretty damn good job. job. Yeah. Yeah, and he's incredibly menacing. That's crazy. He's only on screen for seven minutes. Right. It kind of reminds me of like it, yeah. You know, with Tim Curry, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, and then they, because this is so, this was the first of the Hammer films. I think they d- ended up doing eight or nine. Like they Whoa. did a Frankenstein. Yeah. There was a mummy. There's the mummy, and then they well, did a the bunch classic, of Draculas. Like, there's like Blood of Dracula. Yeah. There's there's. Is there a Blood of Dracula? There is Are a Blood sure? of Dracula. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know I got it wrong and Ashley got to watch a weird movie called Blood of Dracula that's yeah. not this one at all. Um, <laughs> but 
But yeah, there's a bunch of them. Hold on. I actually had it. The Brides of Dracula, 1960. Okay. Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Dracula has risen from the grave. Taste the blood of Dracula. <laughs> Scars of Dracula. Dracula, A.D. 1972. But he died. <laughs> the satanic... He always comes back, though. I know. The satanic rites of Dracula and the legend of the seven golden vampires in 1974. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I understand why he got very, very sick of playing this role yeah. by the end of, uh, which is why when he got Wicker Man, he yeah. jumped on that because yeah. it was so different. But yeah, they did a lot. And plus this was, I'm pretty sure this was the first um, monster movie adaptation that was in color. Mm. That was the other thing. The blood ah, yeah. is it's, nearly pink. It's like It's so red. <laughs> it's so like red. that in the, in the opening credits too, when it starts <laughs> dripping on the coffin. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it was very, very well because they were used to making fake blood really, really vibrant yes. in black and white movies. So yes, you could exactly. see the contrast, and I feel like they hadn't quite perfected how to do it for color yet. Yes, I think I think yes. so. Yeah, so it <laughs> it was the bloodiest of mm-hmm. the Draculas. It really was. Um, up to that point, um, yeah, and this was a very stripped down version of dracula 2 mm-hmm. like obviously they changed the script a bunch yeah. they you know kind of oddly like they changed the story but they made it work within like the frame of what stoker wrote still yeah. and they also wanted to make it more realistic so they didn't have him turning into like bats and wolves mm-hmm. and animals and things like that and if you notice he doesn't do the floating thing no. either yep. he just has this insanely this majestic way of, way of yes. moving that like he's makes almost it... floating but... yeah yeah which does make it more realistic yeah because then you're he he's more like a predator than anything yeah. else which is also creepy and cool and very well done. <laughs> yes. I, I actually really enjoyed this. Oh, it was, it was really fun. Yeah. It's just like, I like those old kind of Hollywood horror-y style totally. movies. They're just, they're like, they're classic. Oh, yeah. And they're classic for a reason. I love a good monster movie. Yeah. And like Peter Cushing was already famous by this point yeah. of being a horror, like, you know, amazing. Staple. Sta- yeah. Horror staple. And also <laughs> an amazing actor. And then like the duo of him and Christopher Lee are just fantastic. Also, Michael Goff, who plays Arthur. Yep. I was like, I know this man. Where do I know this man from? He's Alfred. He's in Alfred. Yeah. The uh, Tim Burton. In one of is. the brief moments that Jeff woke up last night, he was <laughs> like, is that Alfred? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, go back to sleep. And then we looked it up afterwards. And yes, yes, it was. I was like, I know this man's face. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jeff Jeff w- was on there. Nice. He knew that and he was sleepy. <laughs> Alfred. Yeah, he was like, Alfred? I'm like, no, no, no. Shh, go back to sleep. Should we talk about the score for this yes. one? Yes. Oh, Such my a, God. Just a classic horror <laughs> score. Um, so the, James uh, Bernard was the composer, and he also did, he scored um, The Curse of Frankenstein. Oh, he nice. Did Dracula. He did, yeah, he did. He, yeah, scored some non-Hammer films as well, but he did a lot of horror scores. You can tell. You can tell. There's a very distinct style. That low brass. Yeah. And just like in your face. Mm-hmm. So much. <laughs> yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> it was great. But it really like, it helped. Like the whole thing was dramatic and yeah. like the pace that it moved yeah. at, it was kind of perfect with the music. I really enjoyed it. Pulled, I think... Bernard Herman, who did Psycho, pulled some inspiration from these, like, kind of classic. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, wait. No. Because Psycho was 1960. 
This was 1958. Oh, yeah. 58. <laughs> Sorry. I kept thinking 68. I don't know why. I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, just such a classic. I just I just love it. I love it. Yeah. I did, too. It's got the strings. It's just got that nice, like, full. And it's, like, loud oh, at yeah. times, too. Like, when things are happening, you're like, okay, yes. I know I'm supposed to pay attention right now. Thank you very much, score. Yeah. And there was no excuse, too, because I actually watched this on DVD. Because oh, I, nice. I got a, a copy of this for, like, five bucks when they had them on sale. And I was like, yes, I have. Because it was a hard to, movie to find. Yeah. But, like, all streaming services the last little while, all the music, like, especially Prime, they're the worst. Oh, Prime is the worst for their <sighs> sound. Ugh. The sound yeah. is, like, insanely loud. And all the dialogue is like. Yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> anyway, so it did not i didn't have that excuse so i knew that the music was actually quite loud it was it's loud yeah it was <laughs> yeah. very loud it was funny though. but it was great yeah it's just yeah. so fun just like a solid dracula movie yeah a classic yeah yeah um oh he also did okay he this is all he did a lot of these um hammer horror scores we did kiss of the vampire he did the gorgon he Ooh. did dracula prince of darkness nice. he did the plague of the zombies there is like so many more frankenstein must be destroyed frankenstein and the monster from hell um he did the seven the legend of the seven golden vampires oh my he God. Did that one too um yeah amazing oh he did the 1959 the hound of the of the baskervilles which is a Ooh. um which is a sherlock holmes movie cool yeah huh. yeah he did a lot yeah no this is a if you are a fan of the classics mm-hmm. highly recommend this yeah, one yeah. and if you enjoy like a really well played dracula yeah definitely it's like the iconic dracula yeah yeah i mean besides bella lugosi but <clears throat> that's black and white and this one's a bit yes. more menacing yes <laughs> da, da, da. Da, da. yeah should we scare meter yeah yeah um i wouldn't say it was scary it's not, like, but it's super scary well done yeah like, it's would... like a three yeah I would a say a three. three. Yeah, let's say three. Let's say three. Let's say three. Three for the weird use of bright blood. Yep. <laughs> or maybe just Christopher Lee's like bloodshot eyes. Yeah. Pretty kind of fun. Yeah. 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 Just, I'm just gonna give it a three. It's not like non-horror fans can watch oh, this God, one. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's 1958. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to be that yeah. scary. Yeah, definitely. It's a little bit chaotic at times. Yes. So much is going on. A lot is happening. Yep. But, but not that uh, scary. No. No. And uh, jack-o'-lanterns. It's a solid, it's a three. I'm going to give it's it a 3.5. Yeah. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Even though it's very low budget and a little mm-hmm. chaotic at times, I still enjoy it. 3.5 for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do three. It's just, it's good. It's solidly yeah, yeah. at totally. a three. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that wraps up our vampire month. Yeah. Or a second vampire month. <laughs> There's so much more. There's so many vampire movies. Yeah. So I'm sure we will cover more of them. Beetlejuice was falling asleep next to Tash for a second. It was very cute. He's falling asleep sitting up. Beetle, are you tired? Just go to (laughs) sleep. Yeah. Yeah, we have... Um, a very fun another exciting weird theme. March theme. Yes. Yeah. That we're looking forward to mm-hmm. bringing to you next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you enjoyed listening to us and would like to hear more, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts from. If there is a particular theme, TV series, book, or mo- um, whatever. 
teaser's book or movie or a movie yeah, yeah that you want us to talk about <laughs> let us know we would love to hear your feedback and you can follow us on instagram at the horror review we are also on facebook mm-hmm. and you'll see us there and we'll see you there until and we'll see time. you next week <laughs>